It's September 16th, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. We have a rather long Old Testament reading today, Isaiah chapter 22, verse 1, all the way through chapter 24, verse 23. So let's get started with it. As always, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. This message came to me concerning Jerusalem, the Valley of Vision. What is happening? Why is everyone running to the rooftops? The whole city is in a terrible uproar. What do I see in this reveling city? Bodies are lying everywhere, killed not in battle, but by famine and disease. All your leaders have fled. They surrendered without resistance. The people tried to slip away, but they were captured too. That's why I said, leave me alone to weep. Do not try to comfort me. Let me cry for my people as I watch them being destroyed. Oh, what a day of crushing defeat. What a day of confusion and terror brought by the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies upon the valley of vision. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken and cries of death echo from the mountainsides. Elamites are the archers with their chariots and charioteers. The men of Ker hold up the shields. Chariots fill your beautiful valleys, and charioteers storm your gates. Judah's defenses have been stripped away. You run to the armory for your weapons. You inspect the breaks in the walls of Jerusalem. You store up water in the lower pool. You survey the houses and tear some down for stone to strengthen the walls. Between the city walls, you build a reservoir for water from the old pool. But you never ask for help from the one who did all this. You never considered the one who planned this long ago. At that time, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, called you to weep and mourn. He told you to shave your heads in sorrow for your sins and to wear clothes of burlap to show your remorse. But instead, you dance and play. You slaughter cattle and kill sheep. You feast on meat and drink wine. You say, let's feast and drink for tomorrow we die. The Lord of heaven's armies has revealed this to me. Till the day you die, you will never be forgiven for this sin. That is the judgment of the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, said to me. Confront Shebna, the palace administrator, and give him this message. Who do you think you are, and what do you think you are doing here? Building a beautiful tomb for yourself, a monument high up in the rock. For the Lord is about to hurl you away, mighty man. He is going to grab you, crumple you into a ball, and toss you away into a distant barren land. There you will die, and your glorious chariots will be broken and useless. You are a disgrace to your master. Yes, I will drive you out of office, says the Lord. I will pull you down from your high position, and then I will carry my servant Elikam, son of Hilkiah, to replace you. I will dress him in your royal robes, and will give him your title and your authority. And he will be a father to the people of Jerusalem and Judah. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court. When he opens doors, no one will be able to close them. When he closes doors, no one will be able to open them. He will bring honor to his family's name, and for I will drive him firmly in place like a nail in the wall. They will give him great responsibility, and he will bring honor to even the lowliest members of his family. But the Lord of Heaven's armies also says, The time will come when I will pull out the nail that seems so firm. It will come out and fall to the ground. Everything that supports will fall with it. I, the Lord, have spoken. Moving into chapter 23, verse 1. This message came to me concerning Tyre. Well, you trading ships of Tarshish, for the harbor and houses of Tyre are gone. The rumors you heard in Cyprus are all true. Mourn in silence, you people of the coast, and you merchants of Sidian. Your traders crossed the sea, sailing over deep waters. They brought you grain from Egypt and harvest from along the Nile. You were in the marketplace of the world. But now you are put to shame, city of Sidian. For Tyre, the fortress of the sea, says, Now I am childless. I have no sons or daughters. When Egypt hears the news about Tyre, they will, there will be great sorrow. Send word now to Tarshish. Well, you people who live in distant lands, is this silent ruin all that is left of your once joyous city? What a long history was yours. Think of all the colonists you sent to distant places. 
Who has brought this disaster on Tyre, that great creator of kingdoms? Her traders were all princes. Her merchants were nobles. The lords of heaven's armies has done it to destroy your pride and bring low all earth's nobility. Come, people of Tarshish, sweep over the land like the flooding Nile, for Tyre is defenseless. The Lord held out his hand over the sea and shook the kingdoms of the earth. He has spoken out against Phoenicia, ordering that, th that her fortress be destroyed. He says, Never again will you rejoice, O daughter of Sidian, for you have been crushed. Even if you flee to Cyprus, you will find no rest. Look at the land of Babylonia. The people of that land are gone. The Assyrians have handed Babylon over to the wild animals of the desert. They have built siege ramps against its walls, torn down its palaces, and turned it into a heap of rubble. Well, you ships of Tarshish, for your harbor is destroyed. For seventy years, the length of a king's life, Tyre will be forgotten. But then the city will come back to life, as in the song about the prostitute. Take a harp and walk the streets, you forgotten harlot. Make sweet melody and sing your songs, so you will be remembered again. Yes, after seventy years the Lord will revive Tyre, but she will be no different than she was before. She will again be a prostitute to all the kingdoms around the world, but in the end her profits will be given to the Lord. Her wealth will not be hoarded, but will be provided good food and fine clothing for the Lord's priest. Chapter 24, verse 1. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people, priests and laypeople, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors. None will be spared. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. The earth mourns and dries up, and the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instruction and violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. They are destroyed by fire, and only a few are left alive. The grapevines waste away, and there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines is stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp are silent. Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. The city withers in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, carrying out, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins. Its gates are battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. Only a remnant is left, like the stray olives left on the tree, or the few grapes left on the vine after harvest. But all who are left shout and sing for joy. Those in the west praise the Lord's majesty, and eastern lands give glory to the Lord. In the lands beyond the sea, praise the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth, songs that give glory to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit still prevails, and treachery is everywhere. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot, you people of the earth. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. The foundations of the earth shake. The earth has broken up. It has utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. It trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again, for the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. In that day the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. They will be rounded up and put in prison. They will be shut up in prison and will be finally punished. Then the glory of the moon will wane and the brightness of the sun will fade. For the Lord of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem and the sight of all the leaders of his people. That concludes our Old Testament reading in Isaiah. Moving on to the New Testament, Galatians 2.17 through chapter 3, verse 9. 
But suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Would that mean Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Brother, I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of the law that I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me, so I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law can make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Christ Jesus' death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you, so all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. That concludes our New Testament reading. Our Proverbs reading for the day is Proverbs chapter 23, verses 15 and 16. My child, if your heart is wise, my own heart will rejoice. Everything in me will celebrate when you speak what is right. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 60 in a posture of prayer. This is the 60th Psalm. For the choir director, a Psalm of David, useful for teaching regarding the time David fought Aram, Naharim, and Aram, Zobah, and Joab returned and killed 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt to be sung to the tune, Lily of the Testimony. Verse 1. You have rejected us, O God, and broken our defenses. You have been angry with us. Now restore us to your favor. You have shaken our land and split it open. Seal the cracks, for the land trembles. You have been very hard on us, making us shrink wine that sent us reeling. But you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point in the face of attack. Interlude. Now rescue your beloved people. Answer and save us by your power. God has promised us this by his holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh too. Ephraim, my helmet, will produce my warriors, and Judah, my scepter, will produce my kings. But Moab, my washbasin, will become my servant, and I will wipe my feet on Edom and shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for he will trample down our foes. Lord, we are helpless without your help and with your help we are invincible god we need you uh, first and foremost we need jesus uh, to give us power over our sins that through his righteous life and his atoning death i am able to be made right with you and lord he left ascended to the right hand uh, of the throne but he did not leave us alone he left us with the holy spirit that is within all of us your church as we continue to move forward Uh, restoring and being restored by your gospel message. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for today's reading, friends. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the reading. Hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.